career competitor, the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. As always, we're brought to you by my pals over at CG Sports Network. I'm Steve Meller, and on this episode, I have the absolute pleasure of welcoming in Lex Gillette, a Paralympian for Team USA who has been the world record holder in the long jump, is the 2019 world champion, the 2016 Olympic silver medalist, and he's obviously preparing for this summer's games as well. What an incredible discussion I've got coming here for you guys. And for anyone who is an athlete currently, whether you're an aspiring athlete, someone who's well on their way within their career, and frankly, all of you competitors listening to this, some fantastic stuff coming up and for me if there was a way to describe what is coming up it would be that of growth and development and understanding the importance of us putting that expectation on ourselves to aspire to grow to develop as individuals as competitors both in whatever it is we're pursuing whether it's a sport a career and of course also in life too now what I will say is that Lex's story of where he is now in life is one that frankly is inspiring and I don't want to go into too much detail with it I want to leave this for the for the discussion itself but for anyone listening who who maybe is just looking for that that pick me up in terms of whether they're going through some adversity whether they're feeling as though things are starting to plateau within their careers within their sport I really, really, really encourage you to listen carefully to the to the next 30, 35 minutes of, of discussion here with Lex because this is the reality check in many ways that uh, I'm bringing here to you today. And that's what it is. This is an opportunity to hear from someone who has been through as tough an experience as, as you can possibly imagine, come out the other side stronger, greater for who they are and achieving things at such high levels. And this type of story is what we're all about here on Career Competitors. So excited to bring this one to you guys. So without any further delay, let's bring in Team USA Paralympian Lex Gillette to the show and I hope you all enjoy. Hey guys, before we jump into this particular episode, I encourage you to go to careercompetitor.com where you can conveniently find all of my episodes provided there. You can also connect with me through the website as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this particular episode and just hear from you in general. Maybe you or someone you know would be a great candidate to come on the show as well. In the meantime, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to is on, make sure you're subscribed to the show, following us, and of course, leaving us a rating as well. This is paramount, especially if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Take the time just to click the fifth star. I would love a five-star rating if you don't mind. And it really helps us continue to expand the show. So please take the time to do that. And of course, give us a follow on Instagram, career underscore competitor. I am uh, extremely excited to be welcoming on Lex Gillette to the Career Competitor Podcast. First and foremost, Lex, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm doing excellent. And all the better for having this opportunity to for, for the two of us to sit down and talk. We got connected um through cg sports about a month or so ago and i'm just so delighted to 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 firstly learn from you uh to secondly try to pull some great information from you in terms of for our listeners so we can maybe find ways to compete at higher levels in whatever we are doing but before we uh before we dive into all that why don't you introduce yourself in terms of what it is you're best known for let's say Yep, so I'm Lex Gillette, and I am a Paralympic track and field athlete, specifically 
primarily competing in the long jump, also have competed in the triple jump with 100 meters, 200 meters, and the four by 100 meter relay. Mm. Uh, I probably still would be competing in in a number of those things, especially the triple jump. But over the years, they've removed different events from the Paralympic schedule. So some of my events were cut. But fortunately, I still have long jump, which is what I was first introduced to. And it has stuck around. So I've been able to continue working on that and, and getting better and representing Team USA. Yeah, absolutely. And when we say represent Team USA, there's been a few achievements along the way. World um, world record holder in the long jump, um, 2019 yeah. world champ, 2016 Olympic silver medalist. Um, so it's not just representing the the US, but but certainly uh, flying the flag high and and doing some incredible stuff. <laughs> uh, in, in terms of just some of your your greatest achievements through looking over your career, which one maybe stands out for you? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, 2019 was a good competition, World Championships. That was one where there was a, a long-standing World Championships record. I think it had been there since 2002, so it was a 17-year-old record that that I was able to break, which was awesome. I think that, golly, breaking the world record, of course, was a was an awesome one. Given the fact that I really didn't think that I was going to do well at that particular competition, I had woke up late and my alarm went off and, and I overslept and it was just a whole bunch of stuff going on that morning. But when I got to the competition, everything just seemed to come together. Mm. Isn't that funny, right? You know, I mean, there's so many, so many instances like that, especially in my world as well, coaching swimming athletes who claim they don't feel a certain way or don't necessarily feel ready to go or whatever it might be. It's almost as though you pull some of that, uh, you know, uh, element of pressure away from from the day from the moment because you are almost comfortable with and, and almost resigned to the fact that it may not be your best and um that almost liberates you in a certain way is that what you maybe noticed when you broke that world record i think it was just a matter of our ability to really tap in and to really focus and lock in when it when it matters the most and so yeah i think to your point we certainly want to be in these spaces and moments where you have absolutely everything perfectly aligned and you want all the stars and, and ducks to be in a row. But when when you step into when you step onto the runway or in the ring or whatever your arena of, of choices, it it's like, all right, well, this is the current situation. Let me make the absolute best of it. Let me dig deep and find it from within to produce a a good performance a great performance mm, absolutely absolutely and i think it's important to to also just address as with where we're going to go with this conversation um just your just your disability uh in, in relation to you being a paralympian can you just talk to that a little bit yeah yeah so i i'm originally from north carolina raleigh north carolina and i was born with sight so i was able to see up until i was about eight years old at that age, I started to experience blurred sight. Things started to look faint. It was literally one of those things where I had come home from school, went through my day-to-day -day routine, went through my day-to-day -day routine. Mm -hmm. And that night as I was getting ready for bed, I started noticing that things were looking blurred and faint. That prompted my mom to 
we took some water and, and cleaned my eyes out, oh. hoping that maybe it would dislodge something that might have gotten in my eyes from playing outside earlier in the day. Did that, didn't really help. The next thought was to go to sleep, wake up in the morning, maybe everything would be okay. But when I had woke up, nothing had really changed. And, hmm. and we went to the doctor after an examination they said that I needed to have an emergency operation because I was suffering from retina detachments. And wow. from there, it was for the next few months, it was me in and out of the hospital, in and out of the operating rooms. I had 10 operations that year alone. And after the last one, doctors basically said that there was nothing else I could do to help my sight. And they said that I would eventually become blind. Hmm. Yeah, it's in, it's incredible to hear. Um, mainly because it, it, it's uh, you know, and I'm sure you must tell this story all the time. Um, and, and and for me, listening to this and and having the privilege to just to converse with you here this evening, I I find it just kind of incredible that um, how old were you when this was happening? I was eight, eight, eight years, years old. old. I mean, how yeah. were people? How were people able to sort of explain things to you while you were going through it? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I think that my mom was really, uh, she was uh, just a huge influence in my life, and so I think given a lot of the challenges that she faced growing up, and you know, being a, a, a single mom and, and being in North Carolina. And it's certainly just a, a different environment versus some of the other areas of of the country. I think that she was able to to build a certain type of strength. And, and from there, it was me really latching on to her mm. and her ability to, uh, you know, lift me up. And number one, helped me through that that process of losing my sight and really helping me to fully heal from that and go through the grieving process. And from there, it was, all right, we got to hit the ground running. I want you to be able to go into the world and live, live on your own independently. I want you to be self-sufficient. I want you to be able to survive on your own because you're essentially living an experience that not many people in the world are accustomed to. So when you go into the world, you're probably going to deal with a lot of people who just don't understand you and they don't understand your experiences and your background. So I want to teach you everything that you need to know, expose you to as many resources, programs, tools, technology, whatever I can find to 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 help you see that at the end of the day, you can go out there and, and achieve absolutely anything. So <laughs> everything it can all really be summed up into you know, she will always say something along the lines of hey you decide what you can do mm. and no one else that's amazing i mean what a what a what a lady just to hear the way that she was able to make this such a uh, uh, almost a, a realistic a thing that you could overcome um it sounds as though mm -hmm. she able she was able to humanize it and make it realistic and say that hey Lex, you know, this is the situation and this is how we're going to overcome it. And I love that she was able to sort of look beyond the moment and say, one day you are going to go into the world. 
and you're going to need to fend for yourself. So she was actually not just telling you that she was going to help you figure out how to live with this, but also she was going to get you to a point where you didn't even require her help in order to live. And that is, yeah. that's powerful. That's, that's incredible. Um, and it, it, in terms of the person that you are, and, and all, let's, let's make this about you, just the athlete here for a little bit, as you've gone through your athletic career, how much of that influence have you found you've been able to pull from when it comes to the you know the off seasons and the, the difficult workouts and just maybe some of the some of the losses some of the disappointments as well along the way too yeah yeah i'm every every single time i mean so often i find myself thinking back to all right well what what would you know my mom or or some of the other people who invested time into my life what would they expect me to do in these moments the time that they invested into me it it, it meant something it, it helped to really shape and craft the mentality that i have when i step outside of the door every single day and and it really i just really elevated my thinking mm. at at the end of the day i don't think that initially it wasn't okay well we want to we want to create this athlete we want to ensure that he goes to the games and and does all of these achieves all of these athletic feats it was we just want him to see that he can be independent and doesn't have to be confined to what uh, the world's expectations are mm. that's i mean i love i love that i love that this was you the athlete came from the the you know lack of a better term the building of you the person you know you were you were you were built yeah. up to be this version of yourself as a human being and from that you could be the athlete that you went on and and became and i think for any current or or maybe um recently retired athlete hearing this i i think that's really important to hear because i know a lot of athletes struggle with with that identity yeah. balance of, yeah. of of saying who, who, where does the person end and where does the athlete begin and vice versa i think right. it sounds as though for you 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 were always very clear with 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 how that sort of those versions of yourself existed yeah i mean i literally was thrust into it at eight years old it was a whole recreation process right i went from being able to see the world and running around a neighborhood playing rec league baseball and seeing doing things like reading and writing things that you would just expect to do as a as a human being and you don't think about not having the ability to do those things watching tv right playing video games just sure. making eye contact with with people things that you literally just don't don't think about and so when figuratively speaking when the lights turned off now i was in this space where i'm literally it's like it's like i'm i'm zero years old again because I am in a totally new situation where just you haven't experienced it before. And now you're having to literally relearn everything. Your brain is rewiring and trying to learn how to you know, learn how to navigate without being able to see. Now, how am I going to learn sure. to read and write? How am I going to interact with people, be social? How am I going to get from the the front door of my home onto the school bus or from the school bus to the school and school to uh, the cafeteria to the gym you know just you you have to literally learn how to do all of those things and that's where i'm really appreciative of, of everyone who who helped me because i had teachers and counselors and, and specialists who 
focus on different areas and and ultimately that really helped to uh you know just build the the person you know who i am today which uh mm-hmm. i'm i'm you know independent <laughs> i'm able to you know, do a lot of things mm-hmm. on my own and and i compete have a great time have a lot of great friends and and uh you know even though we're making this sound as though, well, I'm making it sound as though, oh my gosh, this is some magical experience. And and so many people just poured into me and got me <laughs> right. to this point. There were definitely challenges also. So, and, and sure. you know, that, that's just a, a part of the game at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what a way to kind of summarize it. It's everyone's yeah. playing their own game, right? Everyone's playing their own version of this game exactly. that we call life. And, you know, for, for, for you, Others will listen to this story and think, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could ever sort of deal with that, but you were the one going through it and you were the one that overcame it and your this game that you played, you you figured out a way to get from step one to step two. And it was a very different version of step one and step two for me when I was eight years old. But you know, it's uh it's still just such a an incredible story, especially for you to now be doing what it is you're doing and hearing this sort of framework of you, the person behind the athlete. For me, you know, I'm just so appreciative that that you would be so forthcoming with this information. But I do want to move on to a little bit of the work that you do beyond your sport now. And, uh, you know, you you are doing a lot of motivational speaking. And uh, I've I've watched some of your stuff online. And, uh, you know, it was no surprise to me that within the first minute of this discussion, you had my (laughs) complete and utter attention. You've you've certainly got an ability when it comes to telling the story of, of, of who you are and what you've overcome. But one quote that you use a lot in the work that you do is there's no need for sight when you have a vision and i I just want you to kind of talk to that a little bit because i i love it first and foremost i just want you to know that like i absolutely love the quote and for 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 you personally where does it come from and 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 really what is the message behind it yeah the challenge for me when i lost my sight was I, i was now thrust into this world where we essentially live in a visual world and at that particular time you're I'm growing up in the 90s and in the, in the early 2000s. And so, of course, in 2021, things have advanced a lot, but technology wasn't nearly as as good as it is today. So at that particular time, things were just a lot more challenging, if you will. And again, you go from living eight years of your life being able to see, and then now you're not able to see. It was just, it was very difficult. And so there was a, a gap there, if you will. And as I began to to get older and, and go through different experiences and continue to learn, it finally came to the point where I realized that at the end of the day, everything that has been created and everything that, that will be created, it always starts with a vision. You see it within yourself. You see it within others. It doesn't matter if you're blind. It doesn't matter if you're sighted. It doesn't matter if you have this ability, this this you know, disability or whatever it is. You always see things within a, a vision. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing about about life, right? Like, like w- w- you show somebody a swimming pool, for example, and, and Somebody may look at that and say, oh, man, this is a way for me to you know, get my exercise on and, and make sure I stay in shape. And another person may look at that same swimming pool and see a full ride to uh, you know, LSU. Sure. Uh, and, and, and so 
like people look at these things so you know you see differently and you mm. you tap into this ability to see beyond the horizon and mm. you see things before they exist so it, it got to the point where i was like well sight doesn't really determine our success it's our ability to see a vision mm. and to do everything in our power to bring that vision into fruition to be relentless like like <laughs> like relentless like your hair is on fire like you're running after like like you're just you know going after it like crazy yeah and um and so yes yeah, it's just, you know no need for sight when you have a vision latch onto that vision see something more for yourself for the people around you and develop a plan connect with the the right people who have a similar quote-unquote visual acuity as you mm. and let's band together and let's let's make some some positive change in the world that's how we that's how you change culture and that's how you vision helps you transcend beyond beyond mm. sight yeah I, I i i hear all of this and a lot of this stuff i have recently been actually speaking about in just some uh shorter episodes and, and giving some perspective from my side of things and one thing i I'm a, I'm a true believer in is when it comes to vision is being able to put a definition on that on that vision and, and you kind of that was really the analogy you gave there just like this is either a pool for me that's recreational this is my ticket to uh, an, an incredible opportunity in college as you as you very well put it and i think that definition a lot of the time though that's where we start to put pressure on ourselves we we create we we create this thing we put this carrot out in front of us this vision and and suddenly now we feel this pressure to go get it like for for someone who's maybe hearing this and saying well I love creating visions and I have these frequent ideas of what it is I want to go and pursue, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm too scared. Maybe I'm too nervous. Maybe the pressure is too big. Um, what would be your advice to somebody like that? My advice would be to, uh, you know, first of all, you know, take a deep breath. <laughs> you hear it a lot. Take a deep breath, calm down, relax. Because if my thing is, if it makes you feel that way, if you have that, that sense of, of, of fear or uneasiness or uncertainty, then I believe that you're on the right path. I think that you're on the doorstep of something absolutely amazing because when, when you don't have those types of feelings and you're just maneuvering through life and things are easy, it's not forcing you to learn. It's not forcing you to, to you know, think differently. If we're, if we're in a car, we're driving down the highway you have it on cruise control that's simple like you just you're just driving and and you know along the road yeah. but when you have to when you're in traffic and you're having to switch lanes and you're having to having to get off the highway onto this exit and and you know, look at the map and figure out oh i gotta turn right here i gotta turn left here or i made a mistake i need to hit a u-turn and get back on the highway now you're actively engaged mm. and you are you are 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 having to to work and figure it out. And so for those moments where they seem very daunting and they seem very overwhelming, number one, you're you're on the right path, mm. I think. And then from there, it's literally just, uh, um, you know, thinking about, okay, well, I have this vision. What what steps can I take to, to start to bring that into fruition? And if you don't have an idea of what sort of steps to take, that's why we have people who have done it before us. Mm -hmm. That's why we have people who we can connect, 
we can connect with, we can, we can ask questions, we can, hey, what, what were you feeling? What were you going through? How can I, how can I you know, get to a similar type of, of uh, space or um, get to this profession or get to this level that you've gotten to as an athlete or as a professional? Um, and, it, and it's really you know, just trying to, to figure out what those steps are to, to have that plan. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's just uh, initiating. And I think that's where a lot of us have trouble sometimes. You can, you can come up with a plan. You can have the vision. You can see the vision. You can come up with the plan. You can connect with all of these amazing people. But if you don't take any action, then it's, it's basically pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, like no one can do it for you. You have to, you have to, to initiate and execute. Doesn't mean that you have to bring that vision into fruition in 24 hours. Right. But it does mean that you have to do something like something that is going to, to help bring that closer to, um, you know, something that's going to help close that gap between where you are currently to where that, that destination is. You just have to continue to keep pushing forward and, and uh, working for it. And that's motivating too, right? Like yes, when it you is. have something that you're going after and you can actually see the progress, that's motivating. It's like, all right, I can keep going. Like I, I see this is working. This is this is going in the direction that I needed to go in. So um, that was a mouthful. No, I love <laughs> but, it, man. You're singing from my yeah. hymn sheet right now, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think, <laughs> you know, for 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 me personally, you know, the the metaphor you provided there of of getting from uh, you know where you begin to the destination and 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 you know back when you and I grow up in, in the 90s you actually needed to plan where you were going before you got in the car and left you couldn't just pull your phone right. yeah you couldn't just pull your phone up and, and get, let the phone do all the work for you and I think that's um, a great analogy that I certainly relate to in, in, in that regard as someone who drove around to different swim meets over the years with his parents we got lost numerous times but it wasn't right. as if in those moments we just turned around and went back home. We figured out how right. to get to the pool eventually. And right. I, I think that is something anyone listening to this has to see and, and understand is that, you know, as you said at the beginning, if there is this nervous energy, if there is this yeah. feeling that, oh, wow, this could be something that is kind of high pressure, high stakes, but that's yeah. exciting. That's yeah. that's something that's that means you are on the right path that you right. are onto something and yeah. it is willing to go down this road take a right take a left take a u-turn at certain points i think that is just an awesome uh, awesome metaphor and example and you know that last point that you made there of just initiating as well taking that first step um you know what the worst thing that can happen is is maybe you fail maybe you fail yeah. and maybe maybe that's okay I, i'm you know i'm assuming you've had your fair share of failures over the years yeah, I, I, I listened yeah. to this YouTube video a while back, and I can't remember what the young lady's name was, but she was talking about uh, like each day she would uh, go to dinner. She, she's at dinner, the dinner table with her family, and her dad's question each day was, what did you fail at today? Hmm. And initially, you know, in the beginning, she was like, uh, I don't, like, why are you asking me this? But right, after right. a while, she started to understand that, you know, if you're failing at something, then you're, you're trying, yeah. you're, you're pushing forward. And, and I think that we certainly have to, if anyone has the idea that failing is a, is a bad thing, 
um, I think number one, you just kind of have to figure out, well, what exactly are we we talking about? I mean, there's certainly certain aspects of life where, you know, if you mess up, it's not a good thing. But as we talk about growth and development, I don't think that failure is is necessarily a, a bad thing. It's, a, it's an indicator that lets us know that this didn't work. So let me figure out what another what a, another option is. And you shouldn't feel bad about failing. I failed a lot. <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't really feel it doesn't feel good, but it certainly helps you to determine a different path or or in the analogy I was using earlier about you being on the highway, just lets me know that all right, I just need to switch lanes. I just need to make a different turn and, and mm-hmm. figure out how to continue driving down the the, the road. Yeah. Failure is an indicator. I love that. I love that. Failure is an indicator. Whether you meant it, whether you realized you were saying it or not, I think that is a really powerful, powerful thing because failing a test or getting a a 75 on a test or getting a 95 on a test, there is an indication there for the amount of effort you maybe put in or an indication there for how much you understood the the topic that you were covering or what whatever it is like it, it's an indication yeah. it, it's it's providing you insight it's providing you insight right. and i totally. love i love 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 that um definitely something i'm going to take from this and and one the the last question here lex i have to ask you is i always try to cover this with everybody i talk to is okay for you that for you the competitor how do you define a win on any given day? Because I know your wins and losses aren't just about what you're doing on the on the track or when you're jumping into the pit. Like, what, what, how are you defining mm. your wins and your losses each and every day? It, it depends on the the goal that I set for that day, and if I if I achieve them or not. I think that each day, oh, each day is is an opportunity for us to learn and to not only learn more about ourselves, but learn about the environment. And, and, and again, to your point, ways that we can get that much better. And a goal could be something as simple as, all right, I'm at training today. I want to, I want to jump two centimeters farther than what I did uh, last week. Or for example, I'll give you a better one. We were at training today, actually, and I was doing some short approach jumps. I had set the bar, uh, I'm going to say two weeks ago, um, I had set the bar at, at 6.24 meters from a four-step run-up in my short approach jump. Mm. And so my coach today, he said, all right, well, if you hit 6.24 meters, then then I'll give you $20. That's like, all right, you'll, you'll be able to get a meal. That's a free meal. And um and you know unfortunately i wasn't able to hit that today i went 6.19 meters so i was five centimeters off right and um you know that, you can put that one in the loss column but at the end of the day um that that still lets me know that <clears throat> that lets me know that okay i need to work on my body positioning i need to work on using these first two steps to really push out and drive and and get in the the proper positions work on my postural integrity so that i can jump that distance in the amount of real estate on the track that that he's giving me so um i don't know even though i may not have hit that market it keeps me hungry and it always lets me know that there's something to work on and so 
for for everyone you know certainly there's always something to work on and once you get to that point where you can't find anything you gotta look a little harder so you can keep, <laughs> so you can keep getting better and and you know there's always something that we can do to excel and and, and elevate so um yeah yeah i love that if, if you can't find anything look a little bit harder that's uh it's yeah. very true and sometimes you have to want to look right sometimes you have to have that yeah. willingness to look deep and maybe uh maybe find something out about yourself that you're not comfortable about finding out you know it's right. it's, it's that it's that sort of challenge yeah. and situation that we sometimes find ourselves but love that answer love this discussion lex honestly man this was just anything and everything i could have possibly um anticipated it being and more and and, and for everybody that's hungry to follow your pursuit um towards the olympic games uh this 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 coming summer um tell everybody where they can learn more about you how we can follow you just just give everybody your information yep so my website is lexgillette.com and i'm everywhere on social instagram facebook twitter everything is at lexgillette and yeah hit me up send me a message comment i'm pretty responsive on the on the social platform so we certainly love to hear from you and would love to follow awesome great stuff man well listen best of luck with the preparation for the uh for the paralympic games coming up this summer i'm excited to to be following you and you've got another fan in me certainly and i'm sure you picked up a couple more fans along the way with this episode too so best of luck with everything man and thanks again for the time i appreciate it boss thank you and my thanks again goes to Lex for joining us on the show today. And as I promised, guys, it was going to be an absolute belter of an episode, and it truly was. In terms of things that I personally took away, I hope there were some things that really resonated with you. But in terms of just me, I cannot help but just admire Lex's desire to continually grow and to continually develop. As I mentioned at the outset, that was the theme for me of this particular interview. And when you look at him explaining failure in terms of it being an indicator, when you hear him describe that feeling of knowing that you're onto something great, when you maybe feel nervous and you maybe feel anxious, when you're taking a, a big step in initiating something within your career, within your pursuit of success, all of these things come back to that willingness to grow, that willingness to develop, being comfortable with failure and just being excited for what's to come even if it seems as though things are going to be very difficult for you in the future. So again, like I said, just amazing things that I personally took from this episode. There's probably one or two more as well, and I know for sure there'll be a few things that you took from this as well. But in the meantime, if you're new to the show, don't make the mistake of not subscribing while you're here. That way, each and every episode that's coming up here in the future, you'll be able to receive right away. Also, please feel free, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, to leave us some sort of review. And in the meantime, guys, best of luck with anything and everything you've got going on within your world and within your career. Keep striving to grow and develop. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very, very soon. Bye for now.